It's great to have you in church. And obviously we're gonna take on the theme of Father's Day. And I've got three gentlemen, I'm being generous, calling them gentlemen. Three gentlemen, no, they are, who are gonna come up and just share an aspect uh, of God's heart and perhaps something from their own family and upbringing. And uh, they're gonna take a moment to introduce themselves, but it's it's Jackson, it's John, and it's Peter. And we so wanted to, to rebrand Jackson as James, because then I could say, Peter, James, and John are coming to speak to you. But anyway, they're gonna lead off, and I think it is James, I mean Jackson, who's gonna come and speak first. So give me my welcome. Uh, as Sean said, my name is Jackson. I have the uh, privilege of being the other half of Rebecca, uh, who is obviously on staff here at church. And so just very quickly, uh, in the four minutes and 53 seconds that I have left, I'm going to talk to you about Joshua and his role as a father in the Bible. So in Joshua 24, verse 15, uh, this is him speaking to the Israelites. He says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your sorry the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I suppose the interesting context there is that Joshua had walked with God uh, in Egypt. He had been out in the desert for the, all those years, and then finally he had crossed over the Jordan and was living in the promised land also. So his relationship was full of substance and he was able to see what God could do over the long term of a life. And I think the success in that comes down to three points, which I'll just touch on very quickly. The first one is unconditional commitment. I think as a young man, while he was in uh, Egypt, he made a commitment in his heart, regardless of what everyone else was doing, he was going to be committed to God no matter what. And I think... They're the two words that God uh, looks for in people's hearts and He is able to use them. And people who are unconditionally committed to God are able to set that strategic level direction for their family. They're like the soil that enables the rest of the family to grow in. The second point uh, was the right influences. Uh, vertically, in a leadership uh, capacity, he sat under Moses for many years. And obviously Moses was the one who interfaced with God. And then laterally, he, uh, I think, had a very strong relationship with Caleb. He and Caleb were the only two that came back from spying on the promised land and who said, yep, I think we can do that. And I think that that is a direct pivot from his unconditional commitment to God. And just finally, uh, the last one is long-term direction, which really feeds off the first two points. Uh, Colossians 3.2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things below. And whilst Colossians was written many years after Joshua had lived, I think that spirit really was with him. And he, anytime they encountered trouble when they were at the Red Sea or when they were going into the Promised Land and there were all these giants, large different nations there, I think that he always elevated his thinking to align with God instead of letting it shrink back to the flesh and to the, the opinions of man around him. And I'll just finish lastly with this. As a new father, I draw a lot of inspiration from Joshua because he was living proof 
of how influential a person can be if they are unconditionally, unconditionally committed to God and have the right people speaking into their life. And I will now hand over to John. Thank you, James. Uh, it's great to be with you this morning. My name is John, and along with my wife and three kids in that very um, uh, nice photo at the back there, uh, we have recently moved to Canberra from London, where we had been uh, pastoring a church over there for five years, pioneered and pastored a church. And uh, through an incredible uh, series of events, this is the continuation of our journey of following God, which is always so exciting. And we're now very excited to be here with you in Canberra. Uh, I want to talk to you quickly about Joseph, Jesus' earth earthly father and the inspiration that uh, I've taken from him in my uh, role as a father, as a husband, uh, and uh, his example of humility, obedience and unwavering faith is something that I've been really inspired by and has Im impacted the way that I think about being a husband and a father. Uh, the first area is that Joseph honoured God and his family above his reputation. And I think it's so important in, in our lives today that we honour God above everything else. And we honour our family as well. Often as, as fathers, uh, as husbands, we can be led by our own fears. We can be led by our own insecurities and our own egos. And, and in the world that we're living in, uh, that's constantly changing. We have to be uh, courageous enough to honour God and what He says to us. And what I love about Joseph is we know the story. It, sh it starts with the shock, um, sort of uh, Mary coming to him and, and telling him that she's pregnant. Now, we often read the Bible like we know the end of the story, but if you were Joseph in this story, you'd be pretty upset about this thing. And as he's thinking about it, he kind of falls asleep, which is a great way as a husband to meditate upon the Lord. Um, and he has a dream. God speaks to him and confirms uh, what Mary has said, but also gives him direction as to what he is supposed to do. And what I love about Joseph is that he obeys God despite what this would mean for his reputation. So for me, I want to put God first in my life and I want to honour my family as well above what other people might think about me, above what society might think about me. And I want to instil that into my children as well. We have to remain true to God's Word in a world full of conflicting messages. I know as a father, I'm called to obey God's guidance and lead my family in righteousness. And I must also seek God's wisdom and have the courage to follow Him uh, and follow His will for my family, even when facing challenges. The second thing that Joseph inspired me about is he recognised the call on Mary's life and on Jesus' life. And we have to understand as fathers and even just as Christians that often God's purpose extends beyond our own understanding. We don't always understand exactly what God is wanting to do, but we have to trust in Him. We have to be able to trust in Him and recognise the calling that God has uh, on us, on, on our wives and on our children and release them into that. He understood that God's purpose extended beyond His own understanding. And this is something that I look to whenever I'm feeling unsure in my life. Sometimes as, as a dad, you can feel like you get a bit of a raw deal. You're always serving your kids, driving them around, doing all these different things. You're like, when am I going to get my shot or, or whatever? But we need to understand that God's purposes flows through generations. 
And we, we are the ones that are called to exemplify uh, what it means to serve God, but also to release that and train that into our kids. And that's something that I am very inspired by uh, and want to see that happening in, in my life. And I think by embracing Mary and raising Jesus as His own, Joseph created a safe and nurturing environment for his whole family to flourish. And his willingness to protect, provide and guide reveals the sacrificial love that a father ought to offer. It's the same sacrificial love that our heavenly father offers to us. And the last one is that Joseph released Jesus into his ministry. And this reveals uh, Joseph's deep trust in God's plan. As a father, my, my son just turned 14 yesterday. He's here in the front. His name's Aiden. He's a legend. But he's starting to step into that 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 a later stage of his teenage years where he's going to be released into his life. And I'm already freaking out a little bit. But I've got to trust God that His plan for him is better than I could ever think for him. And I can't hinder him in any way. I've got to release him and push him into his destiny in God. And I think how hard it would have been for Joseph because he would have been wondering, when's Jesus going to, you know, do some cool stuff? Like, he, apparently he was, you know, no, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But anyway, when's he going to start? He would have been wondering all these different things. So I think it's incredible uh, that Joseph released him into it. He taught him his trade. He taught him how to be a man. He taught him all the right things. And I think God would have spent a lot of time wondering which is the best person to entrust his son, Jesus, to on this earth. And Joseph didn't hinder. So as a father, I've got to make sure I don't hinder my children's destiny. I don't hinder the calling on anyone in my family based on my own insecurities, based on my own fears, based on my own maybe feeling of lack, but rather I need to release them and understand that my life is important of pushing them into their destiny. And in doing that, I also fulfil mine. As our kids get older, it can be harder to do, but I don't want to hold my kids back from the plan that God has for their life. That means I need to trust God all the more. And I think Joseph is a great example of someone who did that and inspires me in my life. And now I want to pass over to Peter, who's going to continue to share. Thank you very much. Well, good morning. And it's a real honour to be able to share alongside Jackson and John uh, on this special Father's Day. My story is about my two fathers my biological father and my heavenly father. And uh, the first part of that story is not a really good one. Um, and it was appreciated Pastor Linda touching on that for some of us here who've perhaps not had a great experience with their earthly father. So it took me a while to realise why there were no wedding photos as I was growing up in our household. And then it took a while to realise yet again that I was the cause of that in, in that it was an unwanted pregnancy and a forced marriage. Um, and so I, I must say my, my very first thought, one of my earliest thoughts as, a, as an infant in relating with my father is uh, someone who didn't love me and someone who rejected me. Uh, sadly, coupled with that was physical violence against my mother, which was frequent until she finally left him after 20-odd years of marriage. So it's kind of a... a the Father's Day story does get better. <laughs> um, so one thing I'm really grateful of is my mother, 
I have to say, because she, frankly, she stepped in to shape my character. Um, I think my father was keen for me to be like him. And I still remember one occasion when he told me as a primary age student, pretty young, to go and swear at my mother, and I did. And I'm so glad what she did next, <laughs> if you can get the, the image, because it, it made me at least not do that again and to realise she was protecting me. And so my mum is my hero who helped me not turn into a certain sort of man. Uh, my, as I said, um, the, the marriage broke up after 20-odd years and my mum left when her children, her four children, I was the eldest, of course, uh, really had their own way in life picked. And then she pulled the plug on a, a damaging relationship. I, I will say my father did have moments when I thought, he's trying. I really do remember a few moments when there was an effort, and I have to say it's probably mostly my mother's compulsion, to, to try and make it work, but with alcohol and I guess the peers that he, he, he gathered with uh, led him to um, an unfortunate early death um, uh, well after. And I still caught up with him after the divorce. I became a Christian in my early 20s and I made sure I went to see him. Um, I was with him in his last moments in hospital with uh, a, a body racked with abuse. Um, and I, I thought, what can I do? He was unconscious. He was going to pass within a few hours. And so I, I stood over him um, and I just told him I loved him. I just kept saying that. I kept saying that and I kept saying that. And his, his eyes opened briefly. Uh, I don't know what it meant. <laughs> I have a hope, of course. His eyes opened briefly and I thought, well, there's not much more I can do now. And then becoming a Christian in my early 20s, um, there were two words that kind of leapt out of the pages of the Bible that were really so significant for me. And from, from the book of Proverbs, particularly the first seven Proverbs, and the two words were, my son. <laughs> and I just thought, well, that's, that's my father talking to me. It's obviously through... Uh, the proverb giver, but I just felt like that's me being accepted. And of course, it gets better <laughs> because now we all together, and particularly appropriate on Father's Day, we together can say our Father in heaven. So we are all together in the one family of someone who loves us more than we can possibly imagine, who will correct us when needed, that hound of heaven who will never cease chasing us because I am his son and we are his children. Thank you so much.